Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, God, I ask you right now, God, that you would tilt the follow groans of our heart. God, that makes preaching, teaching easy and receptible for your people on today, oh God. Oh, God, I ask you right now, God, that you would do what needs to be done now. Hide me behind the cross. Give me access and ability to minister in the third heaven that I may rightly divide the word of truth. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray, amen. If I was going to pick a th topic today, it would be Paul's revelation of Jesus Christ. I'm going to be in Galatians 1, 1 through 16. I'm going to be in Ephesians 1, 15 through 23. And I looked up the word revelation. The word revelation means a surprising or previously unknown fact. The second it says right here, the making known of something that was previously secret or unknown. And when I look at the things in Paul's life, he wrote most of the majority of the New Testament. Paul went through so many different things, but Paul had to have his success, his failures, and that he can have his triumph in Jesus Christ. You got to understand something. Paul is going to talk about the revelation that was given to him by Jesus Christ. Some things you got to get during the fact that of your trials and your tribulations. The only thing that's going to come out of you when you God finished dealing with you and taking you through the next level. Not only are you going to have a revelation, but you're going to have the demonstration of the power of Jesus Christ. And the Bible talks about, about those that are operating in the power and the presence of God. They will have signs and wonders will follow them that believe. Huh? Not only did Paul have the revelation, but he had the signs and the wonders. He had the revelation for Jesus Christ to prove what he was saying. That it was not of him, but it was Christ that had given it to him. And I looked up something that says the gospel Paul preached. And taught was neither a human intervention nor a human tradition, but was given to him directly by God through revelation of Jesus Christ. Revelation is from apocalypse and means an unveiling of something previously secret. Jesus Christ is best understood as the object of that very revelation. You got to understand something. Paul came into the Gentiles and was talking to the Gentiles, but Paul suffered mess persecution and stuff and triumph through the fact that he had to deal with the 12 disciples. Then all of a sudden these 12 disciples said, wait a minute, who are you to come and preach to us about the Gentiles and Jesus Christ? And that God called you, that which you were persecuting and made hard for us. Now you're saying that God has given it to me and now that you're going to go out and do it. What about all the things that we were doing? That was triumph, that was triumph, but yet there was triumph in Jesus Christ because they came to the revelation that God was using Paul and was going to use Paul to do that which was hidden from the 12 disciples. Paul had the, had, I ain't going to say the greater part, but Paul had the revelation. The disciples had the signs and the wonders. They had the relationship. But Paul's relationship came through an understanding and a light that formed in a revelation or unveiling. You got to understand there was illumination. There was a light from heaven that shined and made him blind to the world that God can send him to another place and to the people, the Gentiles. And then the light came open and his eyes became open to the greater thing that God was doing amongst the Gentiles. And you got to understand something. Paul was able to preach this doctrine and stand on it so strong and so reverently because of what God had given him. When you God does something great in your life, you're able to stand on it. You don't care what comes 
against it. I don't care if I didn't walk with Jesus Christ, but yet he revealed this gospel to me. And you need to understand about the revelation of Jesus Christ. Revelation only comes from God. And he reveals to whom he wants to reveal it to. Everybody's gospel, everybody's ministry, everybody walking life is not the same. The way that I come to Jesus Christ may not be the way that Daniel or Anita comes to Jesus Christ. You got to understand something. But because they didn't come through the way that you came, does not mean that you reject their gospel and their Jesus Christ. And you got to understand something that the disciples don't understand. When the people, when the Jews rejected him, he came up with a secret revelation and made it known to Paul about going to the Gentiles. You got to understand something. When Jesus initially came, he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. We were not God's chosen people. We didn't grab that generation that came in. So that gospel in us should be strong like Paul's. That revelation of Jesus Christ, uh, that I've been given something, I've been endowed with something uh, that only I shouldn't have gave. But because his all rejected him, he saw fit and fortified these blessings unto me. How dare I treat the gospel any kind of way? You got to understand what is going on. Paul's revelation, it came through hardship, but it came through love. It came through revelation. It came through a time when he was going through so much in his life. He was at a turning place in his life. A lot of times, you know it's something else. You got to understand that Paul was persecuting the saints, but then there's a place in your life that you get. There's no more that you can accomplish, but then God changed your life out of nowhere, and then he tells you into the ministry and tells you that you're going to preach to the same people that you were persecuted and God knew that they were going to come up against him. You need to understand this. So Paul's witness had to be stronger and it had to come from a different place. You got to understand something. You can read the word every day, but when you get a revelation, an unveiling, <laughs> then you understand that the Holy Spirit just sat down and talked to you and revealed the plan of God huh, for the Gentiles to you. <laughs> Paul was able to go to a different type of people in order to, for they can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. You got to understand something. Paul's ministry was so wide and it, he traveled so many places in order to get the gospel known. I'm going to give you another definition of revelation. Used to emphasize the surprising or remarkable quality of someone or something. You got to understand something, a remarkable quality of that someone or something is Jesus Christ. You got to understand something. He was taking Jesus Christ and his blood and what he shed on Calvary for our sins. On Galgotha, he was taking it to a people that was in sin. He was taking it to a people that did not understand and know it. He was always told, this is the gospel for the Jews. But he said, now I'm making it to the Gentiles. You need to understand something. There was something in Paul. Huh? There was a driving force in Paul. Huh? And it was through the Holy Spirit. Huh? You got to understand something. Revelation does not come without an empowering of the Holy Ghost to complete the assignment of Jesus Christ. That's what Paul said. When I've done all I can, lay it up for me as a crown of righteousness that the Lord that God has in, in heaven 
for me. You need to understand something. There was a crown in Jesus Christ uh, that was already in that uh, into Paul's heart, uh, but only there was sitting in heavenly places that God was able to give Paul that which he needed in order to preach the gospel. You got to know why some people have a light ministry, or why some people have a harder ministry, or why some people have a mediocre ministry. You got to understand something. Paul suffered much uh, that the Gentiles uh, can be see and understand huh? and many were called, many were baptized you got to understand what God was doing during that time he was changing the God and he was making the head to tail the one that was never going to have nothing <laughs> he said I'm going to turn you around that you can eat from my hand that you will have a greater revelation. He said, the ones that see him, that's okay, but the ones that never seen him and believe have a greater faith and a greater place in God because you got to understand something. Paul saw him by revelation. You got to understand the disciples saw him every day. They ate with him and everything else, but Paul had the greater revelation because the Bible said, blessed those that have seen, have not seen, and then those that have seen. You got to understand something because we are more blessed because we have not seen but we bleed by faith. If I don't sat there and ate with you, my faith is different than the disciples' faith. It is engrafted in the revelation and the blood wash that Jesus Christ has already done on Calvary and presented to us. So there's a gospel in us that's just as radical as Paul. Why are you sitting on it? Why are you sitting on it? <laughs> but it's always about you and it's always about what you want and what you're hearing but yet you don't have the greatest revelation that was revealed to you not by flesh and blood by revelation of Jesus Christ you need to understand how many more signs and wonders how many more things that God has to do how many times he got to resurrect you how many times he got to deliver you in order for you to see him in his power and in his fullness but we just like the disciples. We're going to just stay here. We're just going to stay in this grouping. And yeah, we know what God did. We're going to go out and preach to the hedges and highways. But yet we're not going to go no further. We're only going to stay to our own. You not understand something that the 12 disciples were not going to go to the Gentiles. But God said, because you rejected me, I'm going to go in and graft somebody else in. That's going to get part of your blessing until you come into the fullness of the understanding of what I did. And God gave them judgment and punishment because they did not receive him. He said, I came to my own and my own did not receive me and yet they went into exile they went into a place of judgment and they gave they paid for the fact of not receiving Jesus Christ you got to understand something why are you going to put yourself under old judgment when Jesus Christ has died on the cross for your sins a revelation of Jesus Christ we need to understand Galatians 1 I'm going to start at the third verse. He's talking to the church of Galatia. He said, grace to you and peace from God, the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from, the, us as from this present evil age. Do you hear this? He's delivering us from this present state of consciousness that we are in. 
they were still walking around in, in bondage. Still walking around doing the old thing. Paul steps on the scene. He said, Jesus Christ is coming and has delivered you from this present age of sin and evil works that you're doing. According to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you into the grace of Christ. You've fallen away just as quick as you came. And Paul is saying, wait a minute. You can't do this. You just came into this new gospel. But you're turning away back to what you're comfortable with. Which is, is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to prevent the gospel of Jesus. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accused. If anybody come to you saying something other than the truth, the gospel which we preach was through Jesus Christ, which was already proven. If they say anything else against Jesus Christ, they are the accused. Verse 9, Galatians 1 and 9. It says, as we have said, therefore, so now I say again, if anyone preach any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accused. It says, for do I now persuade men or God or do I speak to please men? For if I still please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. And what do we always trying to do? We're trying to please man. We try to compromise with man. And a lot of times when you go and start trying to please men, your doctrine does not become the doctrine of Jesus Christ. It becomes a Nicolaitan. It becomes a false doctrine. Because I think in the book of Revelation it talks about the Nicolaitans. That was another type of gospel. It was a compromise. It was rooted and grounded not of man. Excuse me, of Jesus Christ. But it was rooted and grounded of man. But now, I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me, not according to man, for I now received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. He's saying, this thing that I told you about, it didn't come from man. You got to understand something when God gives you revelation, there's a burning that's inside of you. And just like Jeremiah said, it's like, fire, shut up in my bones. And Paul had this fire, this force. He was not a weak man. God don't send 
weak people to strong people. He sends strong soldiers to strong stiff-necked people. Paul was coming against all types of doctrine and belief. But because he had the witness of Jesus Christ, he could stand on that which Christ had given him. And he said, nothing y'all can do to me. This revelation that's in me came from Jesus Christ. He's even fortified me in the spirit. Can't nobody tear me down. They couldn't touch Paul on the inside. They could do all kinds of things to his body, but they could not touch his soul. Because when you're in God's plan and purpose, can't nobody detour, destroy what God has in, embedded in you. You'll do whatever it takes to get it done. Because Paul had a made-up mind. I'm not going to let nothing turn me around because this revelation I got didn't come from man. But it came through Jesus Christ. Listen to this. I got to come here again. But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. That means Paul and Jesus had their own service before he even sent them to man. God had already prepared him, sanctified him, cleaned him up. He already got his deliverance. He already got his healing. That he may go forth. And that was a burning desire to do the will of God. People this hour does not have a burning desire to do the will of God. God said, you, uh, Paul was saying that even though that many at the Galatians, even though they have turned around from the gospel this quick, he says, but I'm not. He stood strong. And you got to understand something. Some plants, some water, but God gives the increase. Paul was not concerned whether they, whether it was going to happen after the fact that he had to move on to the next place. A lot of times you're praying and you're watching and seeing if it's going to take root, this and that. That is not for your job. Your job is to plant, not harvest. You need to see this. A farmer may plant, but he hires workers to do the harvesting. He was, he was totally convinced that what he got, he got from Jesus Christ. There's something that's, when you eat from the master's hand, there's a revelation, there's a strength. It's not diluted by man. I don't care what I preach to you, but it's up, Jesus Christ. Give you a revelation. And that's when iron sharpens iron. That means you can understand what the pastor is saying better. Because you've already been strengthened by God. You don't take everything personal. You don't take everything as an attack. All those things that God brought me through. But it took all of those trials and tribulations to get me to a place that I could stand. The Bible says, set thy face like a friend. 
That means you can stand on the gospel. It comes a time in your walk. If you don't stand on the truth, God gets you and let them get away. But you pay the price for all. Verse 12. For now. It says, it says now for I neither perceive it from man nor was I taught it. God, he, he was like God sat there and talked to me. For neither perceived it from man. He didn't get none of this. The disciples had already rejected him. Everything that Paul got, he got from God. God had already equipped him. That's why you got to get into a place that when God turns and shakes your life upside down like he did Paul, you don't stand there and get mad and angry. You got to understand that God blinded him. Changed his name, changed his location, and sent him opposite of what he was doing. You got to see this. But we want to fight against our old life, against our new life. And so therefore, in years, we're battling between what we want and what God wants. Paul said, I ain't even got about that. I, my mind is made up. I'm firmly convinced that Jesus Christ is telling me this and I'm doing it. I don't need no confirmation because I got it from heaven. Some people walk around, I'm looking for confirmation. I'm not going to do nothing unless I get confirmation because your faith is not fortified and strengthened. So your whole walk is getting confirmation. If it lines up with the word of God, if it's not offending or hurting anybody, you got to understand something. Paul was not hurting or offending anybody. He stood on the truth. And if the truth offended you, that's what it was. But he didn't literally go out and assault and hurt and damage people and connive and deceive. He did not do that. But it came through revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my formal, it says, conduct in Judaism. Now I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. You done heard my testimony. That was a humbling thing. But we don't want to be humble. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Paul was saying, you know where I came from. You've heard about me. I was persecuting the church and tried to destroy it, but now I stand on the rock. That I once beat up against. Verse 12, and I advanced in Judaism beyond many for my, it says, contemporaries. And I looked up contemporaries, it says, a person are having, living, or existing at the same time. And God gave me this. Paul did not know what 
what he was really was supposed to do. He thought that's what he was supposed to do was persecute the church and destroy it. Because his orders came from another type of commander. And now the same thing is happening now, but it's happening in a different way. In my own nation, it says, be more excellently zealous for the tradition of my father. He said, I done broke away from all of these things. Because Paul came from a wealthy family. Paul was getting orders and, 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 and everything else from kings and everybody to go out and persecute the local churches in that area. trained. But God had to bring him to a low place in order to get the revelation. But a lot of times we think we get the revelation in a higher place. No. If you get in a higher place, where is it for you to go if you know everything? A lot of times God brings it down to certain places in our life because we're in a place that you, God, cannot deal with you or speak to you. And a lot of times we think that God does not love us. God is persecuting us. God is trying to take us down in order to take us up higher. That's why you got the pruner tree. And we don't want to be pruned. Verse 15. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his gospel. God said I had to break my family tradition. That I may go and serve God. A lot of us don't want to break our family tradition. But if you don't break tradition, if you don't break what you think is right or what you're accustomed of doing, you're never going to get a full revelation of Jesus Christ. You're going to always need somebody to spoon feed you. You're going to always need somebody to, to train you up. You're going to always need somebody to tell you this and that. And you will never have no revelation. And revelation comes not only the nine gifts of the Holy Ghost power, but it comes into a place that God will deal with you directly. That you won't need nobody else to feed you. You got to understand that the children of Israel wanted a king, but God wanted to be their king. God wanted to rock the miracles through them. But they couldn't handle it. Paul suffered much. And the only person he could cry out to was Jesus Christ to deliver me. But you called to the pastor. You called to the prophet. You called to all of these people to deliver you. Paul said, when I served those tithes, I couldn't go back. It was just me and Jesus Christ and him alone. If he cannot do it, it cannot be done. And Paul was set on one thing, and that's the revealing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. Verse 16, to reveal his son in me that I might preach him. It says, among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. 
to see what he's saying. He only wanted to preach what? A revelation of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. Paul was not amongst his own. A lot of times the only gospel we want to preach to is family members, and they don't hear you. So God, go into Ephesians with me, Ephesians 1. And Paul is telling them to pray for revelation. And I'm going to tell you something. He's speaking to another, these people who are living beneath their ability in Christ. Prayer for revelation. Therefore, in Revelations, I'm sorry, Ephesians 1, 15 through 23. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. You see, he's acknowledging not only Jesus, but he knew that God sent his only begotten son. And he's preaching one message, and that is the message of Jesus Christ through his father. So how can you get to the father without going through the son? That's acknowledging him. He continues to acknowledge what Jesus Christ and what he has done. May give you what? The spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. That's the only way that you can get it is through Jesus Christ. The revelation and the knowledge, the spirit of wisdom, the nine gifts of the Holy Ghost power, it can only be manifested in Christ Jesus through the revelation. That's why you got to strengthen your faith. That's when you understand that you get to the place in Galatians that you don't need no man. That you're hearing the voice of God. And when you're hearing the voice of God, when you're doing this and you're activating on what God is saying, it's not going to interfere with the pastor saying or the five-fold ministry saying it's going to line up because we're all what? Running the spirit. What is happening now? Because there's so many Nicolaitans, there's so many false doctrine antichrists out here that everything is coming up against the spirit of Christ. So that's why so much confusion in the body of Christ. Because everybody has lost focus on Jesus Christ. The age of the blessing, give me, take me, and God's going to do whatever it is. He's going to just bless me. I'm going to throw money here and there. That age is gone. God has shut it down. And he's looking for obedience. That's why God, it wasn't one thing that killed Solomon. 
It was several things when he stopped and not stopped obeying the voice of God and started obeying the voices that was in his head. He was not following orders. And when he went to that witch, that was like one of the major things that he did. Sin takes you into a greater sin, into a greater sin, and then when God cuts you off, he'll leave you there. And you'll be dead in your sins. We're in the hour now that so many people are in the church. They're like Saul. They're going to the witch of Endor for a word from the Lord because they have stepped away because of disobedience. But Paul's saying, I'm only talking about one gospel. And that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That anything that you need, you only can get it through Jesus Christ, his wisdom, his revelation. His guidance. Ephesians 1 and 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That's the only way that you're going to be enlightened or illuminated. When Jesus Christ was here, he walked with a light or an illumination. Because all things were in him and wrought through him. But why are we going to other sources to get a revelation or understanding of our situation? That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What is he calling you to do? A lot of us, we're waiting on somebody to prophesy to us. What is our calling? What is it that God is putting the demand on in your spirit to do right now? That is the calling. It says, what are the riches of the story? It says, glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceedingly greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? There's no other power. You got to go to God to get it. You ever notice now as the hour, it's like the like God is like turning people to a deaf ear to certain things. And it's like if they don't come to him, they're not good, they're gonna still be lost. That's why the church age is changing. We're in the middle of another dispensation of the millennial age, and people are still running through and forth and still don't have no sound doctor, and they've been in church all their lives. And now God is, is exposing all the false prophets in the church and the people don't even believe in God. No, I mean, believe in the pastors no more. Therefore, it's caused them not to believe in God because the pastor represents God. And if you don't go to God on your knees for yourself and fasting and prayer, you're not going to have an illumination. 
You're not going to have the wisdom of Christ. You're not going to have the greater revelation. You're not going to know what God is speaking to you right now. Because we're so far away from the gospel. We're so far away from the truth. We made God like a Santa Claus. He's somebody, he's a clown at the circus. He entertains us. And we go home empty. But what is the true gospel? Do you know, do you understand this? According to his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Isn't that what he demonstrated on Calvary? And then he turned around, not dying was enough, but he said, I'm going to leave you a piece of me. And then we take that and mess it up. And then we cry mercy. We cry out for grace. And he turns around and forgives us. And we just take it not to a place. We just take it for granted. It got to a place that Saul took God for granted. And he always thought that the prophet was going to be there to catch him. He was used to the prophet doing the work for him. Cleaning up his mistakes. And God cut all of that down. He said, if you don't hear me, I'll destroy you. And move the prophet out of your midst. Ephesians 1 and 19. Let's go down to verse 20. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and sat him at the right hand in the heavenly places. He's talking about the Father. The God of your Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of his glory. God is sitting at the right hand of the Father. Making intercessions on your behalf. We got to get to the place that we got to pull on God the way Paul did, that we may have a revelation. That we are able to stand on the true gospel. There's many type of gospels in the land, and it always has been, because he told you the lawless one is already here working. The forces of darkness is always been here, but because of Jesus Christ, and the time was not at hand. Now you feel in the forces of darkness that was already in the land. Because the presence of God is lifting. Why do you feel the forces of darkness now? Why is man ways of getting more evil? Whatever problem you're dealing with, it ain't getting easier. It's getting harder. Except when God steps in and give you grace that day, grace that moment. 
This is the time we need to be getting rid of stuff. God shouldn't have to blind you like Paul and change your name. That should have already been done in the beginning of your walk. We're praying for revelation. He's acknowledging Jesus Christ. He's acknowledging God the Father. It says far above all prince, it says principalities and powers, and it says mighty, and it says dominion, and every name that is named, not only in the age, but also in which is to come. And he put all things under his foot. God said, my son, not only defeated the powers and principalities and the mighty works of this earth, he said, but I placed it in your hand. And the only way it could be done, Jesus Christ had to shed his blood. Because nobody could take the mind, of Christ, the mind of God. God had to put himself in Jesus Christ. And then Jesus Christ had to come in and put a little piece of himself in you, which is the Holy Ghost. Because nobody can stand before God and live. Moses and Abraham had to turn their back. And I think it was Moses. He had to come in the form of a burning bush and said, take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. And we were so ignorant, we don't even have an understanding where we're standing at. He had to speak to Moses and tell him to take off his shoes. God has to speak to you and tell you what to do. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are so far from us. And unless he speak and give you a revelation, you're going to always be in a place of ignorance. And not recognizing where you really are. Except you get a revelation of Jesus Christ. Going down. It says, and gave him to be what? Head over all things to the churches. It didn't say the pastor. The pastor's supposed to be under God. The fivefold ministry is supposed to be under God. But when the head does not respect the head, then there's a problem. And this is why you see the church at a, such a disarray now. You don't think God knew that these churches were going to be empty? We're talking about the ancient of days. When Mary was born, your children come out of the womb. They have no knowledge. But Jesus Christ came out of Mary with all knowledge. That's why he's the Alpha and Omega. And it's really supposed to be pronounced Alpha Omega. We say and because it ain't no and in God. He just is. He's Alpha Omega. Verse 23, which is his body, the fullness of him who feels all in all. He's the only one that feels it all. 
I pray that you got an understanding or a little bit more knowledge of a revelation of Jesus Christ. I pray that something's been said and done in Jesus' mighty name. I pray, amen.